Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Lifetimes with Carissa Santos, the podcast. In this episode, we will be discussing mental health and the stigma around it. I am very thrilled to share this conversation with the founder and CEO of Mind Nation, Kana Takahashi. Hi Kana, how are you? Hi Carissa, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Well, thank you so much for being here today. This topic is something that I've always wanted to talk about because there are many misconceptions about mental illnesses and feel that it's important to learn the facts to stop discrimination and make it clear that mental illnesses are not caused by moral feeling or laziness. Right. right. So, Kana, um, can you give us a little background on how you began your career? Okay. Um, so, I started doing advocacy work uh, way back in college uh, when I got exposed in the world of student organizations. It's very yeah. big uh, in USD. Um, but my love for mental health or the mental health advocacy grew when one of my professors in psychology told us about this first um, youth-led mental health organization, which is um, the Youth for Mental Health Coalition. Um, this is in USD. No, no, no. It's um, nationwide. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So back then, they're doing a lot of campaigns to drive mental aware, uh, mental health awareness in schools. Uh, mm-hmm. So I joined that organization and started attending all mental health-related events. So uh, since then, uh, my love for social work grew uh, and the mm-hmm. things that I'm fighting for actually expanded. So from mental health, I became interested in human rights uh, and feminism. And when I graduated college, I tried to separate my professional career with my advocacy work. Um, So I started doing marketing for this uh, real estate company. But I always uh, find myself getting drawn to advocacy work, no matter how hard I try to separate the two. Uh, So I figured, uh, why not merge the two, right? So that's when Mind Nation happened. Uh, Since my exposure to the mental health advocacy led me to see all the things that are lacking here in the Philippines, I thought, uh, why not do something about it? Yeah. So that's, well, that's really good. Mm-hmm. I think it's because it's your passion also. That's why you're always drawn mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, what's your typical day like? Mm, okay. So I, I always start my day with a good cup of coffee. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, I feel like everyone needs it. <laughs> yeah, it's like my fuel. So after that, mm-hmm. uh, I get ready. Uh, I check my emails and messages to see if I need to attend to something. So sometimes I have talking engagements. So I do that. Uh, then I head out for some meetings. But now, uh, since we're on lockdown, I've been doing a lot of webinars, um, con calls, or online meetings. Then... Mm-hmm. Usually after meetings, I do the rest of my work in coffee shops. But now it's hard because we can't go out. So I just made my own workstation to feel like I'm still outside. Yeah, you had to improvise. Yeah, I had to improvise. So how does your job affect your general lifestyle? Oh, it's hard at first because um, with me, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a very social person. And uh, yeah, I like I to go out, <laughs> <right? laughs> especially yeah. with friends. Uh, so now mm-hmm. I have to adjust that because the work is very demanding. Um, some adjustments I made are first, instead of going out for drinks with friends, um, I do work dates and save all the oh. fun for later. Um, so I also I also had to save some time for myself and um, not drown myself with all the work-related tasks, uh, self-care as they call it. 
Um, mm-hmm. It's very important, especially that I had zero background in terms of business and running a startup because my background is in psychology. So, oh, yeah, okay. so psychology and UST. So there was a point where self-doubt is eating me alive. Um, but well, now I'm still learning uh, up to this point, but I can say that I'm getting there, managing. <laughs> So now that you stated that you had some self-doubt in the earlier phase of starting Mind Nation, what kind of um, push you through to keep yourself going? Well, for me, ever since, it's always about the people I'm doing it for. Um, yeah. yeah, so when, when, it comes to, when it comes to driving mental health awareness and doing advocacy work, it's not about yourself. It's, it's about the people you're trying to help your pe- the people you're trying to educate so it's it's always been about them wow so it's really a bigger purpose that that's what your goal was that there are people who need this so yeah. you just had to keep going right what does mental health mean to you is it the same as happiness or is it simply the absence of a mental illness okay um so when people hear the words mental health Automatic mm-hmm. na yan, na they always associate it to a depression, anxiety, um, and all words related to that, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. But what most people don't realize is that mental health is a spectrum. Yes. So it's it's a wide spectrum ranging from positive to negative and everything in between, really. So um, happiness is also mental health, just like sadness is mental health. So uh, mental health is both mm-hmm. the presence and absence of mental illness. And the spectrum is composed of a wide range of emotions that yes. affects how we think, um, how we feel, and even how we act. That's very informative. Because some people just try to narrow it down to what you said, depression and anxiety, but there's so right. many more in that spectrum. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you mentioned it. And you know, there are many reasons why people suffer mental illnesses. Would you be able to name mm-hmm. a few? Yeah, sure. Uh, but before I say anything, I would like to inform everyone who's listening that I'm not a psychologist. Yes. So everything I'll say is based on the things that I have read and learned from uh, mental health professionals and advocates. Um, okay, so going back to your question, mm-hmm. the easiest way I understood why people suffer from mental illness or mental health issues is through the biopsychosocial model. So... Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Never so it's it, it's very simple. So signs and symptoms of mental okay. illness can vary um depending on the disorder or the issue, their their circumstances and other factors. Yeah. But basically the biopsychosocial model states that there are three factors that affects our mental health. So there's biological, um like genetics or toxins and so on. Um psychological such as lack of self-control emotional turmoil or negative thinking, and social, which is our environment. So one reason why the biopsychosocial perspective is so useful is because it explains how Mm -hmm. some people who are seemingly healthy can get mental health issues or even illness and why some are more prone to mental illness than others. So um, this biopsychosocial perspective gives evidence that although someone can be mentally healthy at some point in their life, they can still experience mental illness if their biopsychosocial balance is disturbed. Oh, I see. Because some people just think it's the chemical imbalance, mm-hmm. right? But I'm glad you mentioned it's, it's right. all those three things, that there are actually a multitude of factors mm-hmm. that affect it. 
<laughs> I'm learning so much from you. So, you know, what's happening in the world right now with the current pandemic? Some people are just mm -hmm. losing jobs, grieving due to a loss of a loved one, and some are experiencing both. And it has really forced people to just stay at home. And in most cases, there's that feeling of helplessness and isolation, which is just causing mental distress. And it's challenging to find ways on how to cope and stay on top of it. Are there any practical tips that you can share with the people who are listening okay. right now? Um, it is important to understand that there are common reactions to the pandemic. Uh, you can feel stress, mm -hmm. anxiety, frustration, helplessness, everything. So these experiences are all understandable in the face of this significant challenge, right? Um, so when many things yes. feel uncertain or out of control, one of the most effective ways we can manage these common reactions is to focus on the actions that are in our control. So the first step really is to acknowledge your feelings. Um, whatever you're feeling right now, know that it's okay to feel that way. You have to allow yourself some time to notice and express your emotions. Um, this could be through journaling, um, talking to other people, or channeling your emotions into something creative. Um, mindfulness meditation exercises can also help you stay grounded. Um, so that's first. Uh, next is to stay connected. Mm -hmm. um, we have to always remember that social distancing is not the same as emotional distancing. Yes. Um, receiving support and care from other people has a powerful effect on helping us cope with the, uh, with the challenges in life. Um, so really, spending mm -hmm. time with people can bring a sense of comfort and stability. Absolutely. I yeah. definitely agree with so, you. So next is to seek um, accurate information <laughs> and have your limits around news <laughs> and social media. For sure. Right? My goodness. There's so many misinformation, even Agreed. on Facebook. Yeah, so um, you have to find credible sources that you can trust. So it's important to avoid the fear and the panic that can be caused by misinformation. But at the same time, um, constantly reading, watching, or listening to upsetting media coverage can um, unnecessarily intensify your worry and your agitation. So it's okay to take breaks from conversations with other people about COVID-19 and just talking about other topics. Um, and my last tip, Sigura, would be to know when to seek professional help. Um, there's no shame in knowing uh, that you need support. And there are many organizations offering mm -hmm. this type of support, including, of course, my nation. <laughs> Oh, yeah, my nation. Please do check it out. And also, like what you mentioned earlier, you have to acknowledge that you're feeling mm -hmm. that feeling, what everyone is feeling right now. But there's that stigma and there's also that tough guy mentality, especially when it comes to boys. They're always told to man mm -hmm. up or you have no fate. It's all in your mind. Get over yourself. And, you know, that keeps people right. from seeking help. So how can we raise awareness about the reality and seriousness of mental illnesses? Right. Actually, it, it makes me sad because at the moment, uh, there are already a lot of mental health initiatives, uh, mm -hmm. but the stigma is still there. So uh, for me, aside, for, uh, aside from awareness, we also need to understand that mental health is intersectional Yes, um, and that it is the center of our being. Everything that happens to us affects our mental health. 
Absolutely. But um, if a person wants to actively raise awareness on mental health, it's also important to understand that you can do it through small things. So you can start with your inner circle, even your family. Mm -hmm. Uh, Talk to them about it and let them know that these uh, stereotypes and phrases are wrong. Yeah. Uh, And whatever the outcome is, at at least you've done your part. Uh, Aside from that, you can also start by sharing credible information and campaigns on social media. You can also volunteer and join organizations. Uh, There are many ways, really. Uh, You just have to find the right fit for you. As long as uh, the intention is there and that intention is genuine, you'll be surprised on how a small thing can help the movement a lot. Oh, for sure. But I think the hardest step really is just acknowledging the fact that you're feeling that sense of helplessness. Mm -hmm. That's really the first step into getting that help that you need. There are parents who just tend to shrug off their children's struggles and see them as Mm -hmm. sort of a dramatic act or an overreaction. And we often hear this from older people that mental illnesses did not exist during their generation, especially in Filipino culture, Mm -hmm. right? So there's an obvious gap Mm -hmm. regarding their understanding of this matter. What can you say about that? Um, I actually get that a lot, especially with Mm -hmm. my line of work. Uh, We often encounter older, older people. And um, it's just a matter of making them understand that the world is constantly changing. Um, Maybe before, uh, yes, the concept of mental health doesn't exist. But maybe um, it's because the movement also doesn't exist back then. So people in their generation are forced to just suck it up. (laughs) But um, the thing is, uh, this is something that you cannot change. Whether we like it or not, our generation is slowly taking over. And unlike before, awareness and action is what we're striving for, especially for social causes. And um, this is good uh, because uh, since we already acknowledge that there's a problem, especially with how our society, uh, our communities, and even the workplace is handling mental health battles, then we can already do something about it for us and for future leaders after us. Just like what you mentioned, I feel that mental health issues are becoming, well, not really becoming more common, but since we're shedding light on Mm. it now, unlike before, it seems that more and more people are getting help and more people Mm -hmm. are trying to reach out and trying to get better. When it comes to help and resources, can you tell us the importance of having a support group and how can families and friends best help their loved ones who are suffering from mental illnesses? All right. So the thing is, humans are mm-hmm. social beings. Um, as much as we say that we're secured and okay yeah. on, on our own, there's uh, there's still this thirst for human interaction. Um, so support groups, especially if you're struggling with mental health issues, is, is very important to have. So these groups are designed to offer support and guidance for the person struggling and even friends and family of persons with mental health concerns. Uh, For families and friends, um, it's important to note that every individual Mm -hmm. is different and situations vary greatly. Mm -hmm. Um, You know your loved one and you may have an understanding of what approach or support will be most helpful for them. So the first uh, thing is to understand the warning signs and symptoms of mental health issues. And then you approach the situation. Um, So when I say approach, you don't necessarily have to be straight to the point all the time. Uh, Most of the time, these people just need someone who will listen. 
Um, so also be careful in giving out advices. So while listening, um, always remind them that seeking help is a mm-hmm. sign of strength. And um, of course, while you're focusing on helping your loved one, it's also important to take care of yourself. Along um, the process. You, you also have to reach out. Yes, along the process, you have to reach out for help uh, for yourself if you need it um, and recognize and acknowledge the limits of what you can give. Um, I mean, sabing but you can't pour from yeah. an empty cup. So it's it's really important to take care of yourself first mm-hmm. before you take care of others. Earlier, you mentioned the warning signs. What are the warning signs? Well, um, the warning signs are not mm-hmm. set in stone. Uh, but pretty much, uh, to put it simply, it, it's just a little, too little or too much of everything. Mm-hmm. So, too little sleep, too much sleep, um, lack of eating, overeating, things like I that. I see. So, in, in pharmacy, we study a lot of CNS drugs that are used to treat mental illnesses. But this time, I want to focus more on CBT and other forms of psychological treatment. How do they work? Mm-hmm. So, um, cognitive behavioral therapy is um, a common type of talk therapy. Um, they also call it psychotherapy. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps. Um, it helps the person become aware of inaccurate or negative thinking. So you can view uh, challenging situations more clearly and respond to them in a more effective way. So CBT can be a uh, a very helpful tool either alone or in combination with other forms of therapy um, in treating mental health disorders um, such as depression or PTSD. But um, not everyone who goes through CBT has a mental health condition. So CBT can can be an effective tool to help anyone learn how to uh, better manage stressful life situations. So um, CBT actually may not cure your condition or make an un- unpleasant situation yeah. go away, but it can give you the power to cope with your situation in a healthy way and to feel better about yourself and your life. Wow, that's a very powerful statement. I didn't even know that. I, <laughs> I, I, th- I thought it's just like a treatment. I didn't know that you can mm-hmm. go through CBT and get that same effect. So that's yeah, a really good definitely. information to know. So how should someone who thinks they may have mental illness but doesn't have insurance go about getting assistance or if they're not employed? Mm-hmm. Majority of the people who have access to My Nation generally get it through their employer, right? Right. Yeah, so good question. So uh, right now, therapy is expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but fortunately, there are organizations who offer these types of support. Uh, maybe not exactly therapy, but more of finding people who has the same experience as you, like support groups. Um, so for people who cannot afford or access these services, you can try to uh, browse through the different resources online because some hospitals offer therapy for free or at least for a cheaper price like PGH and USD Psychotrauma. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Are those people who are self-employed and freelance workers who don't have access to company benefits, can they still access the My Nation? Yeah, of course. So we actually have a couple of promos going on at the moment. And we always make sure to have one available. So right now, um, we are doing um, free therapy or free consultations for the members of the LGBT community. Oh, how nice. Uh, we also offer um, free consultations for uh, employees who have been laid off um, and or freelancers. 
And we have one upcoming, which is free consultations for healthcare workers. Wow, that's a really good initiative, especially for the healthcare workers. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> Definitely. How can we encourage those who are suffering from mental health to seek help and not feel defeated for seeking help? Right. So many people who are experiencing mental health concerns will speak to friends and family yeah. first before they speak to a health professional. So the support you offer first can uh, be really valuable. Uh, before you refer them or even talk to them about seeking help, you have to make sure that you've become a safe space for this person. Um, and then if that's all okay, that's the time you make them realize um, or know that talking to a professional is not a weakness and, and that it helps. Uh, but of course, we, we can only do so much. So if a person is not ready to seek professional help, it's okay. Just be there and uh, let them know when they are. I 100% agree with what you said. What do you consider the toughest aspect of your job? <laughs> <laughs> a lot. A lot. But, yeah, but I think uh, the ultimate challenge um, is that just like any other venture, um, there will be people um, who will doubt you for what you do, Yeah. Um, especially if you're young. Oh, yeah, for sure. There will be people who will disregard your efforts, but that's okay. Um also, for me, um, one thing that's giving me a hard time is that this type of service is new here in the Philippines and in Asia, really. So we constantly have to adapt to how Filipinos perceive the advocacy and mm-hmm. serve it to them in the best possible and most effective way. Uh, you guys are doing this through, well, most of the time through companies, right? Mm-hmm. What kind of feedbacks are you getting from the employees who have access to the My Nation? Well, so far, we haven't gotten a bad review. <laughs> so I think that's the start. But yeah, but, but yeah it's, it's happy because um, most of them um, say that they feel relieved after, you know, um, it, since this is new, um, it's not very traditional to go through therapy or a consultation online. Yeah. And um, it's and nice. And that's really convenient, that, um, right? Yeah, it's, it's convenient. It's accessible and and. You know, you can just access it anywhere. So mm-hmm. it's it's nice that um, the clients or at least the people who are using the service is satisfied with the service and uh, has reported that the service made them feel somehow better. That's good. At least you know that what you're doing is effective. Yeah, mm, it's a relief. <laughs> That's a relief, yeah. Uh, I just want to mention this because the other day I was watching a documentary on how mm-hmm. people in Japan are so overworked that they have this kind of yeah. like group meeting where they just cry together i think the term is um i don't know how to pronounce it properly really cuts you and you just cry together as a group (laughs) apparently when you cry together as a group for less than five minutes that's equivalent to one week of stress from your work from your family Mm -hmm. i was shocked when i saw that documentary there's really (laughs) a place where you can cry for five minutes and you'll feel good about it and i thought it was kind of interesting because we don't have that in the philippines yeah i I just really hope um um, here in the Philippines, we also apply those techniques, you know, especially with um, our high-stress industries here. Mm-hmm. I think it would really help. It seems that crying is something seen as a weakness. <laughs> it's more of a strength in our culture. But yeah, I guess it really helps. If it works in Japan, I mean, we can try it out, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, for more, Japan is a very conservative country. So um, if it works for them, it will definitely work for us. And so... Kano, what is your ultimate goal for the Mind Nation? Okay, good question. So contrary to any 
people or most people who put up a company, the goal is never, never money. Not the um, profit. Not the profit at all. So it it's to have a future where all Filipinos have access to mental health care. Because um, mental health advocates always emphasize that mental health is physical health. Um, it's already established. And so now is the time to put it into action. So if we have physical health benefits, we should also have mental health benefits. Um, we want it to be a standard for employers to take care of their people, even if it's not us. It can be another provider. It can be a part of their HMO, anyone really, as long as it's there. Yeah. So um, to, put, uh, to put it up simply, uh, the goal of my nation is to start a conversation that will drive action in terms of taking care of the most valuable asset of all companies which is their people well so you guys are basically trailblazers in this mm-hmm. field right <laughs> thank you <laughs> what you're doing is just extraordinary i feel that a lot of employees are really benefiting from this um work that you do and mm-hmm. it's good that you are speaking up and advocating for mental health i just want to ask real quick are most of the mental health services offered in the philippines are they covered by the health insurance no, <laughs> no, oh, no. Uh, when it comes to mental health, it's hard to find one that offers uh, mental health benefits, benefits together with their HMO. But I think now people or at least HMO providers are starting to uh, to rethink that they should um, include that in uh, in their uh, roster of benefits. Because like what you mentioned earlier, mental health really is physical health. Right. Do you think that maybe in the future, the My Nation can collaborate with HMO providers to really make that come to life, like come yeah. to fruition, <laughs> to yeah, include mental health in their roster of benefits. Yeah, of course. We're very open to that. And uh, right now, we're building um, everything. And as soon as that's okay, then we're open to uh, to partner with any any healthcare organization really. Well, that's such an exciting news. I'm sure everyone who's listening right now is looking forward to that. (laughs) Thank you, Kano, for your time and for sharing practical advice on how to cope with everything that's going on and for shedding light on mental health. So for more advice or if you'd like to reach out to Kana and her team, please visit their website. That is themindnation.com and like and follow them on Facebook and Instagram at themindnation. Thank you, Kana. Thanks, Carissa. I'm very happy that you had this conversation with me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Take care. You too, Kana. And that's it for today's episode. I hope that everyone learned a lot about mental health and I hope that we were able to clarify some misconceptions about it. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.